0: Hello Mamas, Laura here, and today we are chatting about preparing yourself for the postpartum period. Enjoy! Hey Mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy
1: vibes. It's time for you to get you through. Let's
0: take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio. Hello mamas and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today, we're kicking off with episode three in the Matrescence series, diving into some really practical and important ways that you can best prepare yourself for the postpartum transition. Now, this is episode three of a five part Matrescence series with the wonderful Nikki McCann, our beautiful Matrescence educator. Make sure you go back and listen to the first two episodes if you haven't already, as we discuss exactly what Matrescence is, the different physical, social, emotional, and biological changes that occur, plus the shift in identity that most women will experience after birth. In today's episode, Nikki discusses the best ways that we can prepare ourselves during pregnancy to cushion that transition into motherhood. So we chat about defining what self-care means for you specifically asking for help and creating a village of support around you and leaning into your feminine energy. There is so much important content coming up in this Matrescence series. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss out. In this Matrescence series, we'll be chatting about how we can help women honor and respect this transition period, why the current societal expectations around bouncing back after birth really need to change, managing the mental load of motherhood, and so much more. We also have a bonus sixth episode exclusively available to members inside the Pregnancy Posse where Nikki answers member questions around managing stress and anxiety, adjusting to a change in relationship with your partner after birth, and how we can lean more into our feminine energy to help bring peace, calm, and balance into our motherhood journey. This entire podcast series and all our other podcast series along with our exclusive member-only content is all live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to access all the bonus content and listen to or watch this entire podcast series right now rather than waiting for future episodes to come out, please go and check out the Pregnancy Posse. I have taken my years of experience helping pregnant and postnatal women as a women's health physiotherapist and turned it into an easy to understand online program. So when you join the Pregnancy Posse, I will guide you week by week throughout your pregnancy with safe weekly exercise workouts tailored to your exact week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer every single question from my wonderful Posse members so that you can avoid that dreaded Google rabbit hole. And there is also a lovely community forum where Posse members all support each other along with an extensive resources library, which helps to educate you on all topics related to pregnancy, birth, and the postpartum period. Now, I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what The Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into episode three of our five-part Matrescence series. You are going to love today's chat with Nikki as we discuss the best ways to help you prepare for life after birth.
1: Enjoy. After going through all of this, your personal experience, plus you've done a lot of study and research into matrescence. What would your advice be for women who are pregnant right now about to transition into motherhood for the first time? What tips do you have? What strategies do you have for women to really lean into this phase of life?
2: Yeah, well, like um, we just spoke about, I think just having the knowledge that matrescence is a process that we're going to be entering when we go through this transformation. And I think when you're pregnant, maybe just that, just knowing that that's coming is enough. Like you don't need to go into the depths of of exactly what your identity um, might be like or, you know, really kind of diving deep into it because I think you've got to, we're all going to be like go through an initiation with this. We're all going to go through this process and how that plays out for us is going to be unique to us. So there's a part that you can't, prepare for I guess because mm. we don't know how it's how it's exactly going to kind of um, play out but I think just having the awareness, of matrescence is really important and then being able to share that awareness with the people around you so you know being able to have a conversation with your partner if you have one with your support person with your um you know sort of inner circle community about hey have you heard about matrescence? here's a podcast episode is here you know, laura <laughs> you can listen to um, but you know just preparing them that hey i'm going to be going through this um, developmental process, I'm going through this transition and transformation, this is what it might feel like for me and I'd really love your support as I go through this. I think mm. just giving them a little bit of a heads up as well um, and I think the language, that that is really important because without knowing what it is, what we tend to do is, is internalise it and think there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. You know, what's wrong with me that I'm, my identity doesn't feel right in, or what's wrong with me that I don't like my body right now, or that I'm having difficulty accepting the changes. Um, so I think that's really important because then we can start like, instead of like holding it all inside, we can start reaching out for support mm-hmm. and know that it's not, it's not something wrong with us. It's that we need um, help to to process this and and to go through it. So I think that would be the biggest thing. Um, Then from there, I think it's really about preparing your life for motherhood. So preparing um, your environment, the people around you um, and yourself for going through this transition and just acknowledging that a transition is going to be taking place because Mm. um, I don't know about you, but for me, I was so focused on the birth. I was Mm. like... Uh, you know, the birth, I've got to focus on the birth and get the birth right. Um, I've got to have the right pram. I've got to have the right cot. I've got to decorate the nursery. Zero thought to what would happen after any of that. Um, I didn't think about, you know, me and how I was going to change. I didn't think about what support I might need. Mm. Um, I didn't think about, you know, how I would want our life set up to kind of cushion that, transition um so I think doing that is really really important
1: and I love the word cushion I think that's a really nice way to be thinking about it Um, because it is going to happen but you know how can you pad how can you cushion (laughs) out areas of your life so it's a softer landing yeah I love that
2: yeah I think it's a good way to think about it
1: Um,
2: and then I think you know There was, when we were um, chatting, one of the things we were talking about is like preparing mentally for motherhood. I think that it's really important to take like a holistic approach. So rather than just thinking mentally about what motherhood's going to be like, it's thinking about how can I make sure I'm eating the right food, like during my postpartum period, how can I make sure I've got the right support? How can I reduce the amount of stuff I need to do around the house? Like all of those things, because they all have an impact on your mental well well-being, if You know mm. what I mean? Like it's, um, it's good to think about like just cushioning that sort of transition. Um, And then in terms of, like, processing your experience of matrescence or um, working through that, I think I I was mentioning to you I've been working on a postpartum support plan and online course, and one of the um, things that I... One of the activities that are in there is starting to just think about who who am I outside of my career, outside of what I look like. What are the things about me that I that I like or that I know about me, and how can I start weaving in some things in my postpartum period that are going to help me feel more connected to myself? How mm. can I make self connection a priority? Because I think what often happens. Is that we have um, the baby, and obviously they're just so helpless and vulnerable that we are looking after them as we should be and as we want to, um, but also making some time that's practical and you know easily easy to achieve that just carves out a little bit of time just to reconnect in with ourselves and to keep our connection to ourselves and the things that make us feel like us and that energize us and excite us there even if it's not you know as much as it normally would be even if it's just a little bit throughout the day that's Mm -hmm. still for us because otherwise I think we can easily fall into this um pattern of completely abandoning ourselves
1: Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. I was just nodding the entire time you were saying that because I I can see how women don't feel like they have time to do it um, because it might feel hard because I was just thinking then when you were saying it, this might be a time when women actually don't know who they are or what lights them up or because they've been so busy working nine to five, like having these busy lives pre-baby that they don't actually know what they enjoy doing that feels true for them or that feels like it lights them up. And obviously it's going to be unique for everyone but I'm curious to know if you're happy to share what are some personal things that you use this might give some women some inspiration for what might um feel good for them what do you do for self-connection five minutes here and there throughout the day yeah
2: journaling is like one of the the biggest things for me um and one that I recommend for pretty much pretty much everyone not everyone loves journaling um but I Really enjoy it, and it doesn't need to be like a formal process. It can just be like, I feel sad, I feel angry, this is why, and this situation happened, and um, now I feel like this. And you know, it could be something as simple as that, and you can just get it out of your mind onto a piece of paper and you can kind of look at it objectively. There's something therapeutic as well about like writing our Mm. feelings down. Um, And it also means that we can then have a bit of distance from it so we can start looking at it um, and maybe then start thinking about uh, are there some patterns here? Are there some things that are contributing to it? So I think journaling is a really great one. Um, Spending time outside um, in nature, I think is really important and totally um, like underrated. Like fifteen minutes in the sun, like by yourself with a cup of tea, is
1: really important. And Um, you also have like the most amazing veggie patch to go and sit outside. (laughs) I always, (laughs) I'm so jealous of how good your green thumb is. (laughs)
2: Oh yeah, thank you. Um, I think one of the big things as well, like uh, with with self like self care, I think it's really important to to um, to kind of talk about this because self-care is like a massive industry now and it's all like you know bath bombs and candles and buy this and buy that and then you'll be like taking care of yourself um the most effective I think form of self-care that I have found for me personally and this is after again trial by fire here for me like I got it wrong for so long I would like not look after myself and then I would go and I would like reach the point where I'd say to my husband I need some time alone and I would go and get like my nails done or or like have like an afternoon to myself or whatever and then I would totally neglect myself again for another month until I would reach that sort of tipping point again of being like I need some time I haven't done anything for myself I found it's like way more effective to do little micro acts of self-care or like as often as you can regularly throughout the day. So don't let it just be something that you do once and then you just completely neglect yourself. So for me, I have a question that I ask myself like multiple times during the day and I honour the answer in the same way I would honour it if my child said, gave me this answer. So I say, "What, what do I need right now? And it might be, I need to go and sit in the sun and have a cup of tea. I need to call my friend. I need to ask for some help. And whatever the answer is that comes up, I think it's really important just to, as we said, acknowledge it in the same way you would if someone told you that they needed something. Like your kid said, I need some time alone. And doing that, it might take 10 minutes a few times a day, but you're you're constantly saying I matter too my needs matter too Mm. instead of just constantly pushing your needs to the side for other people and then you start to like feel resentful and you start to like feel like you're not getting any time to yourself or um it just kind of like I think of it as like a soft drink bottle you just like shake it up and then all of a sudden at the end it like explodes everywhere this is like just kind of like opening the lid little bit by little bit so it doesn't Mm. kind of explode
1: And I think prevention is always better than the cure. So it is always better to build in those micro moments rather than, like you said, getting to a tipping point and trying to really have to recover back from there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it makes more sense to the people around you rather than just exploding every month or so, but just Mm -hmm. just to feel like you're worthy enough of having those micro moments. And do you think a lot of the struggle with women asking for time or acknowledging that they they need help or, or, or all of that is do you think it comes back to worth and feeling worthy of asking for it yeah 100% i think it's
2: it definitely comes back to worth and I think there's also an element of, you know, as particularly as like a new mum, you're trying, you can be in this stage of trying to prove yourself, you know, like, I've got this, I don't need any help. Mm-hmm. I'm the mum, I know how to do it. So you can feel like by asking for help, you're somehow saying that you can't do it. Mm. And we can be, again, you know, the brain changes. I think we're hypersensitive to what other people are thinking and feeling. Um, maybe we're scared to just say, I need some help because we think it means that we can't do it or we don't want to, that they'll think that we can't do it or that we don't want to do it. Mm. And the really important thing I think to remember is that motherhood and parenting are not meant to be done by one person. Like it, it's imp- that's impossible um, and it's not even in the best interest of the child really. You know, they need to have lots of loving relationships with caregivers who are, you know, responsive and nurturing to their needs, mm. not one who's just so like busy and overwhelmed that she's not taking care of herself, you know. Mm. It's not and I think thinking about it like that sometimes it's easier for women to give themselves permission again because they're saying, oh, it's in the best interest of my child. Um, It can be harder for us to just say it's it's in the best interest of me too, that I'm taking care of myself because no one wants to have a mum who, well, not that no one wants to have a mum, but we don't want to get to the point where we're sick and we're emotionally not coping. Our Mm. relationships are starting to crumble or Mm. we're feeling so alone or isolated in our experience that, you know, things really do reach like a tipping point. Mm. So asking for help and, and allowing ourselves to receive help, which is the big part, is really, really important.
1: And I think this this is a really deeper uh, issue, which is probably like five hours of another podcast <laughs> to delve into. But I think a lot of that, and we spoke about this before, is about how a lot of women are in their masculine energy a lot these days. So it's like, I can do it. I'm independent. I don't need any help. I've got this. Go, 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 go. To-do list, productive, successful, all of that. And motherhood um, is such a feminine process, which which asks you to be compassionate, to surrender, to ask for help, to be soft, to be vulnerable. And I think that's really difficult for a lot of women. I'm speaking for myself, but I know that that was really tricky for me. I've always had that, like, I've got this, I don't need any help. Like I'm a wonder woman. I've got it all. And I actually found, and this is something I'm conscious of now, a lot of women would give me the feedback of, I don't know how you do it all, run a business, have young kids, you know, do it. all. And I used to really pride myself on, oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing it all. You know, I'm juggling all these things. <laughs> I've got the business, I've got the kids. I've, and I'm only just very recently going, I don't need to pride myself on how much I get done every day or how good I am at juggling all the things. And I'm trying to take a softer approach to all of that, but I'm also mega conscious of praising women on that too because I think I used to be guilty of saying whoa you're a super mom look at you you've got three kids under four and you've got a business and you're making cupcakes for kinder and you're doing all of this and I think I'm more aware of like seeing through that sometimes and being like do you need help or are you coping well with all of this and is there anything I can do to help you because I do think that when we praise that, that becomes the thing we hold up on a pedestal. And I do think that society still holds the the juggling mum, the woman with the career and the kids and all of that up on a pedestal. I still think that in the hierarchy of what we value, that's above the woman that's saying, I need help, like, or I Mm. need time away. And Mm. again, I think this is a really deep, deep thing that we could go into. But um, I think it's that time where we need to kind of drop a bit of that masculine and step into that feminine. And I think that's really tricky for a lot of women.
0: Hey, Mummers, Laura here. Do you now feel 100 million times more prepared for life after birth? Because I know I do. As Nikki says in this episode, so many of us focus on the birth that we forget about the afterwards. And this is the transition that often rocks women the most. So I really hope today's episode helped give you some food for thought on the ways in which you might help to establish good postpartum support and care after birth. Personally, I am organizing a meal train from my friends after birth and I've told my husband to expect nothing more from me in the first two weeks other than to look after our baby. So I'm officially off toddler duty and household chores unless of course I choose to join in. <laughs> if you'd like to learn more from Nikki, you can check out her amazing resources over on Instagram at Dear Mama Project. And I'd also love to hear from you over on my socials at Physio Laura and let me know your plans for your postpartum support. I would love to hear them. Now in the next few episodes of this Matrescent series, we will be chatting about why the current societal expectations around mums bouncing back is completely toxic and needs to change, and managing the mental load of motherhood. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss our upcoming episodes in this wonderful series. And if you love today's episode and you want to dive right into the next two episodes in this Matrescence series straight away, you can find this entire series along with all our other podcast series right now inside The Pregnancy Posse. So for most series of the podcast, we also record exclusive bonus content, for pregnancy posse members and in the bonus member only episode for this matrescence series nikki talks us through managing stress and anxiety adjusting to a new relationship with your partner after birth and the ways that we can step more into our feminine energy easily after birth Inside the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find weekly guided pregnancy workouts, an extensive resources library on birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, and managing pregnancy aches and pains, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with myself. I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about. I will catch you soon for episode four in this five-part Matrescent series where we'll be chatting about the current societal expectations around mothers bouncing back after birth and why we really need to shift this culture. Until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.